Talk 1110-993-WBT. Hour number two of the program. Happy Monday. Pete Callender here. 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110. Email is Pete at thepetecallendershow.com and Twitter is at Pete Callender. And uh, just one of the services we provide is crowdsourcing troubleshooting for uh, on-air radio signals. That's... Uh, <laughs> No, I apologize. There's a there was a hum in the line. Hang on a second. I don't hear it now, so it's gone now. I don't hear it now. Um, so I apologize for that. But uh, we're, I'm just kind of curious to know like who was hearing it and when. Um, last hour I talked about uh, this UNC Charlotte mm, interaction between the campus police officer and a student who is a Sikh. It's a religion, and uh, the Sikh fella, the student, was in the Student Union Center. He was just chilling, as people do in the Student Union Center. And uh, he was wearing his turban, uh, which is also part of his religious order. But also, uh, he's got like this uh, uh, knife on a strap, and it's across his chest. And it's uh, it's not that big. It's, I don't know, somewhere probably about five or six inches, seven inches or so. Uh, And so somebody saw this guy wearing a knife around his uh, chest, and said, oh, my gosh, what is this person? Now he's wearing a turban, and he's got a knife. Oh, my gosh, I'm so scared, right? So maybe that's what prompted it. I don't know. I, I didn't. I have not heard the call. Campus cop shows up, says, hey, can I take this knife off? And the guy's having, like, this conversation, and the, and the, the, the student is like, ah, you know, what are you doing? Like, I can, I, I can take it out of the thing, or, or I can show it to you, whatever. And so the cop says, here, just stand up. He stands the student up, he cuffs him, and then he takes the knife off him. And then he apparently uncuffs him. The kid was not arrested, uh, but outrage ensues. And I'm supposed to believe now that every campus cop everywhere in the world is, or everywhere in America is supposed to know every uh, religious artifact of every single religion or else racism or something. You know, and I, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm like, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not outraged. I, I'm not. Was it inconvenient? Yes. Was the cop ignorant or the phone caller ignorant about your religious artifacts? Yes, they did not know these things. That's not a reason for them to lose their jobs, for them to be canceled, for people to be all mad about it. They just didn't know. And they saw a guy at the student union with a knife on his chest. They didn't know what that means in your culture, in your religion, I should say. And uh, this from App Patriot Girl on Twitter is exactly correct that these outraged people forget maybe that there was a shooting at UNCC like two or three years ago, right? I recall I was up in Asheville at the time and the kid that tried to stop the shooting and, and uh, lost his life for it, he was a local, uh, local kid from up there. So, yeah, maybe these policies were put in place because of that attack, Right. Because of the shooting. And maybe UNC Charlotte is a little hypersensitive. You know how you're hypersensitive to people not knowing everything about your particular religion. Right? And, you know, as people interact more with other folks, they're going to learn more about the different aspects of uh, people's religion. Like, for example, there are a lot of Catholics. They're very anti-abortion. That's true. They're not. Yeah. The Catholic Church is opposed to abortion. And so when you meet people who are Catholic, um, well, I shouldn't say uh, not hashtag not all Catholics, 
Um, because, like, for example, uh, you know, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, these are devout Catholics who are uh, for abortion. So, uh, but on, on the abortion issue, Catholics generally, like almost everyone else, they're, they're against it, against abortions. So there was this guy in Philadelphia. His name is Mark Hoke, Hauk, Huck, H-O-U-C-K, Hauk. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, he's apparently well-known in that area because he goes out to uh, the local abortion clinic and he protests out there, or as, they like, as defenders say, they like to counsel people out on the streets in front of the clinic. Uh, for he, he does it, I guess, I don't know if they divvy up the time or something, but he does it on Wednesdays. And so he's been doing this for a long time, and he's well-known in the Philadelphia area, apparently, because uh, it was this National Review. Uh, they call him a well-known pro-life author and sidewalk counselor. All right? Mark Hauk a father of seven, he would drive to Philadelphia every Wednesday to speak outside of abortion clinics for six to eight hours at a time. That, according to his wife, Ryan Marie Hauk. And she said, according to the wife, she told uh, the website LifeSite News, uh, which is a pro-life website, she told them that uh, their house got raided the other day and he was arrested. He was arrested. The Department of Justice, the feds, ordered a SWAT raid on his house for alleged violations of the face. Not not his face. The face is the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. The Face Act. The Face Act, uh, the violation charge, though, was actually, according to the wife, was thrown out this summer. But somehow or another, it now has been picked up by the DOJ. His wife says um, that it stemmed from an incident in which her husband shoved a pro-abortion man away from Mark Houck's 12-year-old son. So Mark Houck, when he goes to the clinic and he's counseling on the sidewalk and such, he brought his 12-year-old son with him. And there was a guy who was like 72 or something, and this guy was getting up in the face of the 12-year-old and was saying, quote, crude, inappropriate, and disgusting comments at the kid and his dad. And so at one point, when he got up close to the 12-year-old, the dad pushed him out of the way, and the 72-year-old guy fell over. And then he tried to sue Mark Houck, and apparently that was unsuccessful. That was tossed. Here is the statement from justice.gov. U.S. Attorney Jacqueline Romero announced that Mark Houck, 48, of Kintnersville, Pennsylvania, was charged with indictment with a violation of the face, which makes it a federal crime to use force with the intent to injure, intimidate, and interfere with anyone because that person is a provider of reproductive health care. So here's the problem, though. According to the... Uh, the reporting so far that I've seen, and maybe there's other reporting that will come out and undermine this narrative, but so far what I can tell is the reason why dad shoved the old man was because the old man was getting in the face of the kid. And the dad was telling the old man, get away from my son. And old man wouldn't listen, 
And so dad pushed him. Old man falls over. Does that mean that the dad, Mark Houck, was using force with the intent to injure? He used force with the intent to intimidate? Did he use force with the intent to interfere with anybody that person is, if that person is a provider of reproductive health care? Well, no, that def- the last one's definitely not the case. He wasn't trying to interfere with that guy. He was trying to get him away from his son. So probably not intimidate either. Probably maybe to injure, but that would show intent. You got to show intent. So where was the proof of intent? Maybe that's why this charge got tossed before it got resuscitated by Merrick Garland's DOJ. The defendant was arrested and made his initial appearance in federal court on the charges. Um, According to court documents, the defendant is alleged to have twice assaulted a man because he was a volunteer reproductive health care clinic escort. Ah, okay. So now we have, according to the DOJ press release, they say this was the reason that he assaulted the guy, the old man. But according to the family, no, you didn't get assaulted because you were an escort at an abortion clinic. You got assaulted because you got up in his kid's face and you were screaming obscenities and making all sorts of inappropriate, crude and crass comments to his son, a 12 year old, which I'm as shocked as you are that an escort at an abortion clinic, right, would 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 try to, yeah, would try to harm a kid like that. I, for one, am totally shocked at that development here. Got a couple more emails here regarding the UNC Charlotte Sikh student that uh, had an interaction with a campus cop who was called after somebody spotted the Sikh student wearing a blade, a knife. Apparently it's called a kirpan and it's a ceremonial thing, It's a, but it is a blade. It's in a sheath and I think he said his was sewn into the sheath so you can't even like pull it out, but obviously people would not know that. So when the cop showed up and he said, let me see the, uh, the knife, and in order to disarm, to take the knife off of the body of the student, the cop had him get up and put him in handcuffs behind his back, took the knife, and then apparently uncuffed him, and that was it. And I'm supposed to be so outraged that this thing happened to this student. And the student, by the way, went onto the Twitter machine, and he said, don't be a Sikh in the South. It's pointless. So he kind of impugned everybody living in the South, and to that point, John says... Yeah, don't be a Sikh in the South. You might end up being elected governor of South Carolina, then the ambassador to the United Nations, and a top-tier presidential candidate. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, either way. It could go either way. You just don't, you just don't know. Um, and then there's this from Joseph. He says, when Americans are in the Middle East, the women cover their hair in some countries. When you go to Japan, you don't wear your shoes inside. Why is America and the West in general, expected to make accommodations for every idiosyncrasy of every religion, no matter how small, when they're present here. If you want to wear your kirpan anywhere than the Punjab region of India, or if you want to wear your kirpan anywhere, then the Punjab region of India is the perfect place for you. Once you leave, then you should be bound by the mores and customs of the place you're in. The West, ha- oh, this is, what, what's the old expression? I'm trying to remember. It's something like, uh, if you're in, is it, if you're in Greece, you do something that the Greeks do? Something like that. Oh, no, it's Rome. Yeah, yeah. When you're in Rome, you do as the Romans do. Why do you say that? 
where does this axiom come from? Is there some sort of universal nugget of knowledge buried in that adage? The West has the right and moral imperative to impose its culture and its rules, no matter how small, the same way every other society does. This is a... This is one of the things that kind of irks me, and that you're you're seeing more and more of this backlash growing. I think, and Joseph's exactly right. Why look? And I am I am a I'm a kid of you know Generation X, the United Colors of Benetton. Diversity is our strength, and all of that. Like I, I the multi, we're, we're a melting pot. Although now it's like no, we're not a melting pot because that means we have to melt down our own cultures. We're more of a salad, whatever. Doesn't matter. I value there being different kinds of people in different regions and different religions. I, I like that. As one who grew up in New York and moved down south, I preferred it here. I did. I preferred it here. And that's why I stayed since 1992. And I value those things. And I want all of the above. I want you to be able to go to a region or a city or a part of town or wherever where you feel comfortable. That's why I like all of the different options. Like I, I am this way with zoning issues, right? Where people come along like, oh, I want mixed use. Oh, I want single family suburban. Oh, I want high rise urban living. Yeah, you know what? Do it all. Allow for all of it so people have options. School choice. I want people to have options, right? What works for you might not work for me. I didn't want to go to a school that had a huge football program. Well, I mean, went back to high school football problems and uh, my time as the editor of the school paper, but whatever. I, I, I had no need to be around another football team <laughs> after the, <laughs> the great uh, homecoming day story debacle of 1992. Um, no, yeah, I was threatened. I was threatened over it by like the administration. The guy like was going to break my kneecaps and all this stuff. So yeah, I had no desire to go to a school that had a big football program where I had to deal with that crap. So I didn't. And that's, and I think that other people would like to have those options too, right? So options, but how come in a society such as ours, a pluralistic, multicultural, multi-ethnic, multi-religion, multi-racial society, right, where we are supposedly bound together by just an idea, right, because this isn't about blood and soil and all that stuff. It's about an idea. What is it about America? What is it about uh, this country and its its philosophy that unites us? Why is it that that we're supposed to punish people for not knowing everything about all of the people that show up into this society? So I'm not on board with it. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. All right, so the U.S. attorney in Philadelphia announced that Mark Houck, 48 years old, of Kintnersville, Pennsylvania, was charged with a violation of the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act, a.k.a. the FACE Act, which makes it a federal crime to use force with the intent to injure, intimidate, and interfere with anyone because that person is a provider of reproductive health care. All right. Oh, by the way, no, this uh, this does not apply. <laughs> it does not apply to the pregnancy center attacks. All right, let's not get crazy here, all right? Yeah, I mean, just because you got some people firebombing and threatening 
crisis pregnancy centers does not mean that they're trying to injure, intimidate, or interfere with anybody because they're a provider of reproductive health care. We all know reproductive health care only counts as reproductive care if you don't actually, right, induce reproduction. Exactly. In that regards, it's sort of reproductive care that doesn't identify as reproductive care, so it's transductive care, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, no, it does not apply to the crisis pregnancy centers because those tend to result in births, which is not reproduction, just so we're all clear. Okay, so they charge this uh, this guy who is uh, uh, 48 years old. He is a well-known pro-life author and sidewalk counselor. He's a, So he's a pro-life activist, protester out in front of the clinics, has been for years. I don't know anything else about the guy, but apparently, like a year ago, he's out there with his 12-year-old kid and on two different occasions, I think, and one of the escorts, the 72-year-old guy, uh, uh, is there because, you know, they, they bring the escorts in to walk women past the protesters, the activists, right? And uh, so this 72-year-old uh, uh, escort guy is there doing the escorting, and uh, he then gets up into the uh, the face of this kid, of Mark Houck's 12-year-old son. And starts verbally abusing him and saying all of these, quote, crude and inappropriate things, which then prompts the dad, Mark Houck, the author and activist, to push the guy away from his own son, push him away from his son. And the old guy falls down. Old guy attempts to sue, wants to have charges brought. Nothing ever comes of it until now. Until now. Apparently, there was a previous attempt to charge this guy. It didn't go anywhere. But now Merrick Garland has gotten involved and they raided his house in a SWAT-like raid. You know, come in the uh, front door uh, with the guns drawn. You got seven little kids in the house that are all watching it and screaming, terrified. And um, they take the guy uh, and uh, take him to prison or take him to jail, rather. Um, According to the DOJ press release... Hauk allegedly assaulted the victim, a 72-year-old man, identified in the indictment as BL because BL was a volunteer escort at the reproductive health care clinic. So this is what they're saying was the motive. They're saying the intent was to assault this guy, this 72-year-old man, because he worked at the clinic. But that doesn't seem to be true at all. In the first incident, BL was attempting to escort two patients exiting the clinic when the defendant forcibly shoved BL to the ground. In the second incident, the defendant verbally confronted BL and forcefully shoved BL to the ground in front of the Planned Parenthood Center, causing injuries that required medical attention. Don't know the extent of it, but he was unable to sue, and uh, the, uh, a previous attempt at a charge was, uh, was dropped. And listen to this. If convicted, the defendant, so the 48-year-old guy, faces a maximum possible sentence of 11 years in prison, three years of supervised release, and fines of up to $350,000. LifeSite News quotes Mark Houck's wife, Ryan Marie, who said a SWAT team of 25 to 30 FBI agents swarmed their property with around 15 vehicles at 7.05 in the morning, Having quickly surrounded the house with rifles and firing position, they started pounding on the door and yelling for us to open it. 
Before opening the door, she explained her husband tried to calm them, saying, please, I'm going to open the door, but please, my children are in the home. I have seven babies in the house. But they just kept pounding and screaming. When he opened the door, they had big, huge rifles pointed at Mark and pointed at me and kind of pointed throughout the house. When they came in, they ordered the kids to stay upstairs, but the staircase is open, so the kids were all at the top of the stairs, uh, with, uh, which faces the front door. After asking them why they were at the house, the agents said they were there to arrest him. When Ryan Marie asked for their warrant, they said they were going to take him whether they had a warrant or not, which I don't think is legit. I, I'm not sure that's allowed. But later, they did provide the first page of the warrant and said they were taking him to the federal building in downtown. Ryan Marie, the wife, stated this charge comes from an incident that had already been thrown out of the district court in Philadelphia, but was now somehow, for some reason, picked up by Merrick Garland's DOJ. On several occasions, when Mark went to sidewalk council last year, he took his eldest son, who's 12, or was 12 at the time. For weeks and weeks, a pro-abortion protester, she said, would speak to their son saying crude, inappropriate, and disgusting things. Things like, and I'm not going to say this word, but it starts with an F and uh, sounds like rag. And he called Mark Houck that word. I'm sorry, do, 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 we, do we need a cancellation campaign against BL, the 72-year-old guy? Do you get to scream that word at people? I'm unclear what the rules are here, Right? I mean, I do recognize there may be some people going in for, uh, you know, for abortions that are totally fine with calling other people F's. But in today's culture, I'm not sure that's acceptable. I think that the fella BL, uh, I think he might need, well, he's probably retired. He's 72. But that's interesting how he gets a pass on that. He's yelling these types of things at uh, using what using homophobia as a slur, right? That's what he's doing. He's 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 calling somebody a quote name. He's he's trying to be offensive by saying that he has a different sexual orientation, which it's my understanding BL if he's of the left, which I assume he is, would be a defender of those people, but maybe not because once you, uh, you know, once your value to La Revolution is, uh, is limited, then they tend to just discard you. That's always been the case with Marxism, just a heads up on that. If you guys are like, yeah, we're so down for the cause and all that. Uh, at some point, they need to move on and they need to use a different kind of class to advance the, the agenda. And now they don't need you anymore. Uh, see, for example, feminism and, and like women's sports and that sort of thing. Right under the bus, you're now not necessary. Uh, and so maybe this is what's happening now to the uh, to the L's and the G's of the LGBTs, right? Maybe that's the case. They don't need you anymore. So whoosh, under the bus, now we get to, you know, call people names uh, based on your sexual orientation. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. There were other statements that were too vulgar for her to uh, convey. Repeatedly, Mark would tell this pro-abortion man that he did not have permission to speak to his son and refrained from doing so. And he kept doing it and kind of came into my son's personal space, obscenely ridiculing his father. At that point, Mark shoved him away from his child and the guy fell backwards. He didn't have any injuries or anything, but he tried to sue Mark. The case was thrown out of court in the early summer. This is not the only case of this, by the way. 
The FBI just rounded up 10 pro-life activists, including Joan Andrews Bell, with SWAT team raids that served to intimidate and humiliate the accused through an excessive uh, exercise of excessive force. A surfaced video of one of these raids shows armed agents holding pro-lifers at gunpoint and ordering them to put their hands up, drop to their knees, scoot backwards out their front door in the middle of the night. This is what this is what the DOJ has been doing. This is where they're doing. Did you hear? There was a, a couple of whistleblowers who said they've been called off of the uh, the child porn and sex trafficking beats in order to go after uh, the quote right wing militia types. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. So I'm just trying to get clear on the rules, you know? They're ever-changing day by day, minute by minute. And, uh, you know, crisis pregnancy centers, not reproductive health care, so no FACE Act violations. But if you are an escort at an abortion clinic shepherding the women um, to have the abortions, uh, then you are apparently allowed to call people the F-word. You know, accuse them of being gay as if, like, there's something wrong with that. I, I'm, I'm unclear on the standard, so I'm just trying to get clarity here. Here, Here's another one. Democratic Senate candidate Mark Kelly, he apologized on Thursday for an offensive comment that he made two years ago while joking about the uh, physiological changes that his twin brother experienced after spending a year in space. Kelly, Mark Kelly, is a retired NASA astronaut. And he was at uh, the Boy Scouts of America Northern New Jersey Council. So first off, isn't that problematic? He said the Boy Scouts of America? I thought the left hated the Boy Scouts of America. Or has that gone away now too? I'm not sure. Um, But then also, I mean, yeah, the most egregious part, Jersey. I'm just kidding. I just, I kid New Jersey. Um, during a question and answer portion, though, Mark Kelly was asked if he thought there would be a time in which Mars was colonized. Kelly said that his brother Scott, also an astronaut, went aboard the space station for a whole year and that his DNA was altered. From what did he get a COVID shot up there? Is that I'm just kidding. It's not true. It's, it does not. It's not doing that to your DNA. It's just a joke. All right, so the DNA, I, I was unaware of this. I was unaware that going up into the space station for a year alters your DNA. Now, whether that was from the zero gravity or, um, well, yes, because they're always telling jokes up at the space station. There's just zero gravity. That's, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Come on, the world is my straight man. Anyway, uh, and no, that's not a reference to sexual orientation. Okay, so you've got... Zero gravity, but also radiation. So that altered his DNA. That's weird. Anyway, so Mark Kelly, running for U.S. Senate, right? He's, he's like, asked this question about colonizing Mars, and he starts talking about, well, I don't know, like you're in space, my brother was up in space, and it, it altered his DNA. And here's what he says. Are you ready? Quote, I think the word hasn't gotten out how bad it is for him. You know, it's gotten so bad 
that we recently had to release him back into the wild. The crowd laughed. That's why I put the rim shot in there. The crowd laughed, so apparently that was a joke. So it's gotten so bad we had to release him back into the wild. He's like halfway between an orangutan and a howler monkey. We've even changed his name to Rodrigo. Uh Uh-huh. You see how this is problematic. They changed his name to a Hispanic-sounding name, Rodrigo. I don't know why Rodrigo. I don't even... Why? He lives in the woods. He lives in Eagle Rock Reservation. That's a reference to a New Jersey forest reserve and recreational park. All right, so he's riffing, and here's the problem. When you're riffing for comedic purposes, and I can tell you this, sometimes, I mean, look, you're working without a net, you know? And uh, if you're, you're working for the labs, you're inside of uh, what you think is a safe space, and you're telling these jokes, and people are yucking it up, and then you go too far. That's, that's one of the downsides of, uh, downsides of comedy. And honestly, I think it is a real testament to my comedic prowess that I've been able to make these types of highbrow jokes for so long and not get fired. So, <laughs> no, the rim shot helps. It really does. It indicates that that's a joke, whereas a lot of times uh, I do speak in sarcasm, and so sometimes it's not caught. It's not, uh, it's not as perceptible to the people who are not as fluent in sarcasm as I am. And so... Uh, This is the comment he makes, that apparently being halfway between an orangutan and a howler monkey, you would automatically assume that the person's name is some Hispanic name. And so now he's apologized, which here's the thing. I, I don't. I would hear that he's obviously making jokes about the guy's DNA being altered from radiation or zero gravity. Now, I don't know. Is that part of the joke, too? I don't know. Maybe you actually do have your DNA changed by being in space so long i had never heard this before but then i'm starting to think it's a joke because now he's talking about oh we had to release him back into the wild because his dna got altered you get it his dna is altered so now he's regressing he's becoming more like an animal see in dna would indicate like oh you go back in time right back down the the evolutionary thing you know like you got the little fish thing and then it like starts walking and then it turns into a monkey and then it turns into an ape and then it turns into humans you know like that that whole that image, you know, that illustration. And so he's going backwards. But if he had said that now we're, we've started calling him John, would people have been outraged about all white people? That he's calling all white people this thing? Like, why would you assume that you're talking about halfway uh, between or uh, across between a orangutan and a howler monkey and you came up with a white person's name? Oh, my gosh, that means you think all white people are like, I, I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to give the guy the benefit of the doubt here. But also the Republican that uh, pushed out this video, his name is Moses Sanchez. He was a Republican businessman, Navy veteran, and he had actually run for mayor of Phoenix in 2018. Now, Mark Kelly did apologize for his remarks and said that his brother's year in space was really hard on him. And we tried to bring some light to his difficult ordeal, but this comment does not do that, and I apologize and deeply regret it. I'm sure he won't be canceled by the left either.